Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is for the love of football, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. The talks have stopped between the XFL and the CFL, but it doesn't mean we're done talking about it here. Could potential alignment partners turn into bitter enemies? This is episode 179. It's Argonaut Impossible, Bryant, is what I'm going to say. For the big topic this week, Toronto's CFL team. You struggled there. Argonaut. I struggled to not say the line from the Academy Award winning movie. And that would have got had to be an edit because you can't say that on the show because it's a family show. I don't know if you remember Argo. It's a great. Yeah, Argo. The Argonauts, they're a historic franchise, but not really great when it comes to their fan base. They could be an XFL team. People are saying this week, that's the big topic we'll get into today in the hot read. Welcome, everybody. It is another week on the road to 2023. Oh, I should have added that in there, too. I could put a year now into the intro. Yeah. Well, I should have done that. Why don't you remind me? Well, it's because it's late. It's getting later and later as we do these shows. We're basically doing it on Friday now. It's, It's Thursday 11.50 11.50 p.m. Wanted to make sure any of those news, that last bit of news comes in. But we are on the road to 2023. We are closer than ever to kickoff. <laughs> We're Argonaut ever going to get there, are we? Oh, no, we will. We will. How many Argonaut puns will there be today? You count them and you let us know. Seven, two, four, Argonaut, five, six, five. I'm counting. <laughs> four, I don't know how that works. Seven two four five six five four XFL is the XFL fan line for you to call or text anytime, and you'll hear yourself or get your text read on the show. Or you could tweet at us at XFL Show or hit us up on any of the other social media platforms. We're there at XFL Show, and of course, this week the show's brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Get your own podcast started today. Even if you've got children running in the background, you got toys you're stepping on, it's super late at night, it doesn't matter. Rain, shine, sleet, snow, pandemic. Pretty easy podcast will help you get your, your show done the proper way. Uh, because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Uh, yeah, you got a so you got a nice little car back there. It, look, it looks like the car is within a car because of the box behind it. It's just it's really confusing. Also, full disclosure, totally messed up the car. We forgot to put the eyes on, which are the headlights, before we put this impossible to remove screws. Just anybody put one of those those. Is that why you have two together. of them? Just in case you screwed up the first. Just, that's one. what I said. We got spare parts. <laughs> we got spare parts, and also I scratched it a little putting it together, but that'll buff right out. Um, the the wounds from the CFL XFL talks 
uh, still haven't really totally healed. If you're really upset that it didn't all happen, uh, coming out of the week, I think even people who are looking forward to it uh, kind of just turned real quick and said, ah, it would have never worked anyway. And I think we're seeing kind of it probably wouldn't have based on what we've learned about at least three franchises uh, that weren't about the XFL and the CFL aligning uh, three CFL franchises, that is. But uh, Dinkin' and Duncan around social media, Bryant, on XFL social media, we we got a lot of interaction this week with that big news last week. At CFL America on Twitter said, even though at XFL show is not a CFL show, as you can see by the sign in Bryant's office, this is one show that, as a CFL fan, is one of my favorite American-flavored international football podcasts. We're See what I did there? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Reference <laughs> to the XFL saying, looking forward to an international football league in 2023. Appreciate the love at CFL America. And uh, this is not a CFL show, but like I said last week, I will still be watching the season coming up in August. I despise Canada. That's only because the U.S. and Canada play this Sunday. Otherwise, I love Canada. Canada is a great country. I love the CFL. I'm still interested in watching it. Uh, we tried to balance it. I guess maybe I was called out a little bit more just because I wasn't so positive on the league as Allen was or as some other CFL uh, fans are. But regardless, uh, I love the CFL, and I'm happy that it exists, and I'm fortunate that the partnership uh, could not make it all the way to the end. But it's okay. Both leagues will be fine, I think. Oh, maybe. I don't know about that. We'll discuss that further. Brandon Anderson hit us up on Twitter, and he said, I am more than happy to wait another year and a half for a planned out football league that doesn't crash. Here, here, Brandon. Planned out. Plenty of runway now with 2023. I dig it. You got the right mindset there. Be patient. And hey, if I would wait, I would wait a very, I'm not going to say the number because I don't want to manifest it, but I would wait a very long time just to get what we were getting in 2020, Brian. And I know mm-hmm. it's going to be something different in 2023, but if it's even a little bit like that, it was a very fun five weeks, and I'm hoping we get some more uh, in 2023. But I would wait even longer than that because it's that yeah. damn good. You know, it was, it was great. I think it was the uh, XFL Reddit guys put out some a tweet about dollars. You know how you do, like, make your own team for $15, and you put players in there and five. Uh, and it just got the discussion going about how great the season was and how much fun it was, and even though it was five weeks. And even somebody was like, L.A. Uh, really was humming. You didn't even know what was going to happen with L.A. at the end. I mean, their L.A. was killing it. Uh, yeah. And, and, and for me to get a snippet of that, even if I have to wait until 2023, uh, I'm, I'm here. That's what I we're here for the road till 2023. So I'm there with G- you, Brandon. Let's get it, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. God damn it, Brandon. Let's go. Damn it, Brandon. Let's wait up and get a, get us some XFL in 2023. Uh, BKJ Bearcat on YouTube, Dinkin' and Duncan. Here we'll end on this. Said, why bend over backwards for Regina when you can put a team in Portland or Kansas City or Orlando and get more revenue and eyes on your product? Uh, referencing the CFL and XFL talks going falling, falling through and – referencing the XFL potentially having a team in Saskatchewan, the Rough Riders, which is a CFL team now. Um, I think my answer to that would be that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are immensely popular in the in the CFL, and even some Americans, like myself, really dig that team and their whole vibe, and also they've got tremendous support. 
but they are prop. I mean, it's, they didn't put out a tweet like Edmonton Elks did, or did they? I didn't see one of the on the. Well, XFL I don't know stuff. what the I don't know what the Wi-Fi situation yeah. is in Regina, but regardless, <laughs> I cool. yeah, I didn't see that. Um, didn't. Um, but they're didn't one of the community say, owned. They're one of the community owned teams that allegedly was, you know, cold on the XFL alignment. You idea. think? You think it went through the Senate and it just didn't pass the tweet that they wanted to put out, and so they're like, nope, can't put it out. You know, it, it didn't get the majority. How's that work with a community? A community owned team like with your tweets, do they have to pass through a bunch of different approvals? How does, does it each, work? Do, does each owner have... get one tweet a year, and no one wanted to pull the trigger on that one specific tweet? Uh, eh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I, we could ask Packer fans too. They handle the same it's, stuff. It's why you're interested in Regina if you're the XFL over Portland or KC Orlando is because there's an established fan base. You don't have to establish a fan base in Portland. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in Regina compared to what you would have to do in Portland or Kansas City or Orlando or anywhere you put a new team. Even the teams that exist now exist. Um, you would still have to kind of build that fan base. So that's kind of why I get what you're saying. You know, because nobody south of canada really cares about those small market teams now do you bend over backwards if regina is like being a pain no of course you don't because it's not that valuable when it comes to to it's something you'd want you'd rather do that but if they're gonna you know make you go through a a cheese grater to get there no thank you but thanks to everybody for hitting us up on social media talking about all this as we wrap it all up the cfl alignment talks with the xfl it's it's at least when it comes to the negotiation stuff and the speculation, we're getting a clearer picture and we look forward to next week, Brian, hopefully with a special guest to really put a bow on it, a nice bow and move forward with our road to 2023, the CFL's 2021 season and all the Toronto Argonauts speculation that is probably going to run rampant for a while. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of this noise is really going to go away for some time. Uh, you're going to have the CFL play in 2021. Great. How that ends up, we don't even know what's going to happen in 2022, what their plans are for that season. So I think there's going to be a lot of noise still, especially around the Argos um, as we get closer and closer. And as BC looks for an owner. Yeah, there's there and the schooners, what's happening with them? We'll keep it. We'll keep an eye on that. But again, this is not the CFL show. I'm going to be listening to some, you know, still like how, CFL America said they listened to our show up in Canada. I listen to CFL podcasts, two and out a CFL podcast. If you're looking for something to dive into, that's what got me into the league. And I, I really appreciate what those guys do. Um, there's plenty of inroads if you want to get into the league because it is football and it's starting in just a few weeks. So get excited about that. Of course, we have NFL coming up too. But if you need more, CFL's Ooh, there for you. We will talk CFL for three weeks, 100%. <laughs> and then college football starts and then NFL starts. And... I mean, I just got, I got my Phil Steele mag this week too, finally. So it, we'll see, we'll see how long. All right, let's get into it. We got a couple of quick bits and then we'll get to that juicy Argonauts rumor. But first this week's cover two. Good crisp football. So kind of piggybacking what BKJ Bearcat said on our YouTube comments there, Bryant. And uh, knowing how the small community own CFL teams Weren't having it, the Rough Riders, the Elks, and Winnipeg. Uh, in the long run, business-wise, do you think those three teams and any other teams involved with the CFL uh, that said don't do it, do you think they hurt their own league? Because immediately 
we started hearing the CFL's in a lot of trouble coming out of these alignment negotiations. Well, we've been hearing that before, down. before yeah. the alignment nego. I mean, that's why these negotiations were kind of brought up, and it's hard to to sit here and say yes, they they are killing their own league. Those teams are the ones that are making money. So, do you, if you're the money makers, do you see, hey, why am I going to sell the sell out or do whatever it is that I got to do for the entire league when maybe we only need to fix? three or four problems, well, big problems, but when it comes to like Toronto and BC and Montreal. You need do opponents. I think they thought, you do need <laughs> opponents, that's true. Uh, do, you th- I, do I think they thought short-term? I 100% think they, they're looking at the short-term. Long-term goals, who knows what the XFL and the CFL could have done. But if, if you're profitable now, how profitable would you be if the Blue Bombers – are playing the Rough Riders every weekend, and when they're not doing that, they're on buys because, you know, uh, what's the other team that's community owned? The Elk, the Elks. Elks are playing the Blue Bombers, or the, you know, it's you can't do much with three or four teams, right? So that's what it comes down to, really. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a if I'm a betting uh, person, if I'm betting on this, and you're saying, okay, those th- those are the three culprits. They killed this deal. And then you have the XFL going. I mean, let look at it this way. Even if the XFL doesn't succeed, the CFL could still also fail because they didn't do anything with this deal. So it well, seems well, they didn't do on, anything. I'll, yeah. Oh, they got Whether they, they did something with this deal. They didn't do anything with the deal, but they also mm-hmm. haven't changed what they're doing yeah, prior to the pandemic, which was not change. working. They have to change their business model, their league, their revenue sharing across the league. They have to stop being a you know so relying on the gates of these games um so in the end i feel like a big missed opportunity because possibly because of some uh i'm selfishness i would say is probably the word uh the successful teams saying we don't need it but what about not thinking about the other teams that are just in pain when it comes to the business end like uh, bc and toronto montreal so going to be interesting to keep even though the talks are over and even if you're not a fan of the cfl just keeping an eye on what happens to that league next is interesting i think just from a sports uh, business perspective and then also of course if it becomes an eventual rival to the xfl in fairness do you think the cfl within itself figure is is already figuring out ways to fix their problems they just haven't that's what you you hope if you're a CFL fan, the entire process was. It was just d- d- collecting information, data, best practices, and then they move forward with a, a, a new changed game plan that helps sustain their league. Because if they, if they come out of alignment talks and end them and nothing changes, that's... It's a waste of everyone's that, time, right? It's the definition of insanity. Right, too? Yeah, that's, that's, Doing that's the same thing right over and over again, and expecting over again. a different result. Different result. Yeah, exactly. so. Now, it's going to be hard for those teams, the, the money-making teams, to really want to do anything different. Why? Because they're making money. That's why, right? So, do you, I don't know how it, to me, Alan, you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, right? You, you guys are Sell. spending... Thirty-five million dollars. Please, please, just sell them. Sorry, well, you're, there's my you guys rant, are spending, over. You're spending thirty-five million dollars a year. You're, you're you're at the bottom of the standings right now. You have been for the last what 
20 out of the last 25 years, you've been pretty much at the bottom. You have these powerhouses like the Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers aren't going to help the Pirates. It's like any other sport. It's just because it's flipped, right? If the Pirates were making all the money and the Dodgers weren't and the Dodgers were losing money, you think the Pirates are going to be like, oh, here, Dodgers, here, have some money. Either way, it's not yeah. going to happen. So. Also, t- time out the uh- – Pirates are making money. They're just not spending money. <laughs> There's a little well, difference that's there, too. True. That's a good point. But, yeah. But, th- yeah, that's that's also the nature of MLB with the you know lack of a salary cap, and that's the big discrepancy there. Um, this is just, just – those teams can all sustain. It's like the Pirates. They still make money. They're still going to be there. They're not leaving Pittsburgh. They're not going away. They're just not winning because they choose not to. Uh, the teams like the Argonauts and the uh, Alouettes and the BC Lions are losing money and are not, are, you know, they're not doing anything for the owners in terms of the business. They're, you know, sure. Oh, you know, how good are those teams? Franchises. Tell me. I mean, I they're BC, BC was, was competitive. They're falling off. Uh, everyone expects Toronto to get a little bit better. Montreal might be a little bit better compared to last year, but overall, these aren't yeah these are teams that have they've won in their past they're legacy teams they're historic but in terms of current current support especially toronto it's just not there they're considered even i, I read this a whole lot of doing the research and just seeing reaction to the rumor uh a minor league team com- to a lot of people in toronto because they follow the nfl in that city and a lot of people say it's the most americanized canadian city so they see the CFL similar to the American would. Um, but those, how do those teams sustain when they're losing all this money? Why would an owner continue to do that? Um, that's why no one wants to buy some of the teams as well. So that something ha- major has to change. And coming out of the CFL, the XFL talks, the CFL is looking like they don't want to change. I'm sure something will happen at the end of the 2021 season, but – Right now, in this very moment, just so recently saying the negotiations are over, you have a lot of CFL fans saying, oh my, future's so uncertain. And then you have the rumor about the Argonauts we're going to get into, and I'm sure there's a panic button being pressed by some CFL diehards uh, right now. Let me ask you this question really quick before we move on to to part two of this. Do you think, and this kind of goes back to our friend uh, who was a CFL America? No. Brandon? No. Brandon, the other guy, Bearcat on YouTube. Bearcat, uh, he. Uh, do you think the XFL dodged a bullet? If if these teams are short minded, or if these teams are so focused on it, we can do this do you, with the way we're doing it, or maybe small changes. Do you think the XFL is like, okay, well, that's not what we have planned anyway, so let's just move on? Because the XFL, we talked about it last week, seems to have these grand plans, these grandiose plans of doing big changes and big things to the sport of football. Maybe not so much on the field, but outside of the world, uh, you know, in the public eye. Yeah. So if you have well, these small market teams who maybe are kind of narrow minded and not really wanting to do that much, maybe the XFL is actually okay with okay. Never well, mind. yeah. What was the what was the corporate people term for how the uh, league was structured? That is a vertical, yeah, vertical, linear. I don't know. Whatever the, the word was. One <laughs> one entity owned all the teams. Alpha Entertainment owned all the teams in 2020. Super easy to control it all. Have everyone fall in line. When you're talking about aligning with a 
another league, uh, you're aligning with other owners, a bunch of different owners, three, let's call them pains in the neck. When you talk about you're trying to be innovative and do all this different stuff and they're resistant to that, that maybe they did dodge a, a headache in that regard, Brian. So that's, that's definitely something to consider uh, who, cause again, who knows how that would have actually worked in alignment, who knows what it exactly would have been. And in the end, it became too complicated because there were, there was pushback and it was, there were just too many hurdles and too many different philosophies to try to wrangle all into one cohesive uh, philosophy, which is why the 2020 season seem was put together. So, uh, well, I think, and why it was, I was so optimistic because it was one decision every, maker. Ev- it was every, everything was moving in this, in the same direction. It, there wasn't a, everybody, it was, a, it was a team effort to get the league up and running. All the team presidents were on the same page and communicating very well. Uh, but then you talk about owners and people who really need their team to make money. And that's part of the comp- competition as well not just the standings it's different totally different ball game very difficult to juggle so and that ultimately could i I could see people saying wow the xfl dodged a bullet there too but then of course you could say the cf same for the cfl bringing us to part two of the cover too the xfl coming out of the alignment talks ending doesn't look as as fantastic as you would hope I would say they look certainly a little bit better than the CFL does with the big articles coming out out about their league afterwards being the future's uncertain. You may lose a franchise to another league. That's no good. But people were tiptoeing around calling out the XFL this week as well. Let's not beat around that bush. Have to be honest about it. Uh, the XFL's public relations strategy so far um, has was you know, pretty boisterous, some interviews with Danny Garcia, the rocks uh, saying some things, some social media stuff. Uh, and then the alignment talks and that sounding really big and, you know, getting us excited. And then it kind of just poof ends, um, rate the damage from the failed CFL talks, uh, done to the XFL. If there was any damage. Uh, well, I, we talked about it a little bit last week where I said the XFL, um, the CFL has a season to be played. They they have something to distract their their fans, right? They're like, hey, the talks are over, but guess what? We're playing in a month. The XFL doesn't have that. The XFL doesn't have much of anything other than, hey, we're going to start playing in 2023, which, by the way, is a th- is bad news for the fans. Not for me because I love talking about this stuff. But for fans who are expecting football in 2022, they basically just got 2023 slapped on Twitter, and then here we go. They didn't even announce it on Twitter. Right, it wasn't really anything that that, and so I think the XFL's response out of this was to not have one or have as little as possible of one, and on that I rated it a ten because that's what they're succeeding in terms of what it looks like on the public eye. Though, I mean, it doesn't look great, and 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 you say that the CFL doesn't look as bad, and you're right. There's a lot of negative news coming out on the CFL, but the XFL has. I mean, ever since The Rock bought the league, it's been kind of positive. But really, the negative since the pandemic started has been way bigger on the XFL than the positives have. Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously the yeah the the pandemic and all the all the damage afterwards, and then The Rock bought, and that group buying it, and the optimism being injected back in, the hope 
for the return. Uh, but in terms of concrete plans, um, things to look forward to, still waiting on a lot of stuff. We're still here each and every week, but we're still clinging on to uh, little nuggets to, to talk about each week. Nothing really to sink our teeth into except the alignment talks, and those are now over. Um, so we do anticipate some more announcements from the XFL, obviously. But at this current moment, just like the CFL, so fresh after the talks end, the XFL, you're right. Their strategy coming out of it was to basically fly under the radar, make it something everybody missed in the news cycle, and move forward. And I think that was wise, and that's it's going to succeed because in the end, if the if and when the XFL kicks off in 2023, I said it last week, a lot of people will forget they even talked to the CFL, and the vast majority will forget that you know, they announced 2022 and pushed it to 2023 and, you know, had a couple bumps on the, on the road. So I'd say the damage is very minimal to the XFL. Cause again, how much worse can it get? It, they had to fold. <laughs> they had to fold. Uh, the CFL is clinging on. Some would say life support. I don't know if I'd go that far, but they're also now ha- trying to start a season. And also there's so much uncertainty with their entire league and one of their big franchises, the franchise that maybe helps them get their TV deal uh, squared away each time the most uh, in Toronto. So damage for them, a little bit worse coming out of it. Um, But the talks ending, not the end of the world for either league. I don't think it could be or should be, or definitely could be, but I don't think it should be. Um, But as of this moment, which is just a week, it's so fresh, uh, and everyone will tend towards the negative. I mean, I already saw the XFL jokes too. Okay, can't wait for them to announce 2024. I hear the 2025, and and just keep on punting the, the start of the season. Um, but it's ultimately, I think, going to look like oh, the XFL maybe dodged a bullet, or at least. You know, they at least they tried, and for the CFL, it's like, man, they missed a big opportunity, or man, they better. They, why didn't they make a change coming out of those talks? They probably learned so much. The CFL needs to do something quick. The XFL kind of just needs to shift focus and probably do what was planned anyway. The uh, the the fans of these leagues, I think, have their own opinions on exactly what's happening, right? The XFL fans have their opinions, whether they be positive or negative. Same thing with the CFL. Um, I think on the outside perspective, if you're not a fan, or not that you're not a fan, but you're not as following as close as we are, um, I would say that they're going to tend towards saying that the CFL looks worse. Because look at all the news that's coming up from the CFL. Yeah, the XFL is kicking off in 2023. Okay, well, well, that's bad. But they're not losing a team you know, there, 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 there's like talks of, of them still being in financial straits. Like there's a lot of negative happening. I think if you're an outside person not really following this closely, I think you're going to gravitate towards the CFL having more of a, of a PR nightmare than the XFL right now. And there you have it. This week's cover two, covering both the reaction and the damage done for both leagues coming out of the alignment talks ending. But now let's get into that juicy rumor this week. Everybody from Mike Florio to people up in Canada talking about it. And now we're going to talk about it. The Toronto Argonauts. Could they one day be an XFL team? It's this week's hot read. 
rumor swirling that the MLSE were a major force behind the CFL even talking to the XFL. They wanted it. They wanted it bad. Alignment. And the MLSE, they are the group that own the Toronto Argonauts. We've talked about this in the past, too. The CFL's wacky. You've got three teams owned by community. You've got other teams owned by just owners. And then you have other teams owned by groups, corporations like MLSE, who own half of Toronto, I assume, uh, and a bunch of other teams in that in that city. I think all the teams except the Blue Jays. Uh, so this group, very influential, big money, wanted the XFL. Didn't happen. And coming out of the alignment talks ending, the rumor this week is that the Argonauts maybe potentially could one day be in the XFL because the CFL's future is so uncertain. They're not making any money. In fact, I read they lose almost up to $12 million per year since the MLSC took over the Argonauts. They don't get very many fans compared to all the other teams. This is a league, again, all about the gate. Butts and seats really matter in the CFL. So is it even possible, Brian, do you think, for a CFL franchise like the Toronto Argonauts to join the XFL? Is it possible? I mean, from all accounts and what I'm seeing, it seems possible. I think the question becomes likelihood, right? Likelihood that the Argos leave and go to the XFL. I think it's kind of uh, hilarious that we're having this conversation only because... You know, you think about it a, a year ago, no one thought that the Argos uh, would be the, such a such a like a stigma of negativity when it comes to the CFL. Right. They're, they're Toronto. Every Toronto, anything when it comes to Canadian sports is pretty big. But for some reason, not the Argos. I mean, you talk about the Blue Jays, you know, the Raptors teams that are the, the Toronto FC, those teams that are basically solely just a one-and-done kind of Canadian team to a U.S. league, they mean a lot to, to the Toronto you know, uh, citizens, right? The, to the Toronto people, those teams mean something. But then you have this Canadian football team that is based an entire league in Canada. This is all Canadian. Toronto, you would think, would be the powerhouse, and for whatever reason, it's not because they like the NFL more, and and I guess that maybe has come to light even more with these talks. Uh, well, that, that of this I think happening. speaks to the culture of that city, which is really, uh, they say, Americanized. It's it's super diverse, um, maybe not as nationalistic as a place like Winnipeg, where the CFL means something there. In Toronto, it's more of an international town. you got the Toronto Film Festival. You've got people watching the Raptors be on the big stage of the NBA You've got the Blue Jays who have a history. You think they're talking feet and miles in Toronto versus the rest of Canada? No, they're not going that crazy. <laughs> they're not going that crazy just yet. Not to mention all of the pain the Maple Leafs co- caused them. Not going to make a joke that maybe Toronto wants to forget they're Canadian sometimes. But the, the fact that the Argonauts, that's, that's not, totally not true. But the fact that the Argonauts are in the CFL, they are not far from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, people in that town are following the NFL just as much as anywhere else. Didn't uh, they play a game in Toronto once a year yeah, for a while yeah. too, right? Yeah, and it's easy to see how the Argonauts would get lost in the shuffle there. Um, but then I, I just look at the fact that this 
is like a, a legitimate group, a legitimate sports and entertainment business that owns that team. They own very successful franchises. And then they have this other franchise losing them tens of millions of dollars. That can't fly. So what do they do? You have to see, well, could they go to the XFL? Do they say, let's just take our brand, our, our asset, and put it in, put it into this league, and maybe we'll we'll win well, in terms of business? I don't see how that makes sense. I think I think all the talk this week also was silly because I look at it from the MLSE perspective, the owners, would taking that team to the XFL be any different? No. It's it's going from a league that not a lot of people in that city care about to a league that not most yeah, of them never the heard of. Talk about the sport. It's the, the sport, sport of football. Do you think That's if you add it down, they're going to start making money? I don't think if you add it down, you start making money. But if you say American football, well, yeah. now wait a minute. All of a sudden, you know, say, hey, we're playing four downs. We're like, okay, so you're playing Canadian football with four downs. I, I know. I'm I'm more I'm more I, I I'm more of the mind that I think. That MLSE would just sell the Argonauts to someone who would keep them in the CFL versus shipping them into the XFL overnight. You know, I don't think that. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I'm just looking here because I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm trying to see how much MLSE paid for the Argos. And um... well, I think they would say at this point too much. <laughs> because of how how difficult it's been to get people the new stadium and all that, and still only like twelve thousand fans. I mean, then you look at the XFL side. Do they really want the Toronto Argonauts? Okay, you look at the positives. You've got a brand already, a history. You've got players and infrastructure that you could just sl- slide over and say, "All right, everybody, you're playing four downs now." It's the only big difference. Awesome. But then you also look at the brand. Do Will people support them? Will you make money off of that franchise versus just, oh, if you really want to be in Toronto, just put your own team there. Put it a ground-up XFL franchise there instead of just stealing the Argos. Also, pissing a lot of people off stealing the Argos too. <laughs> Is that worth it? Uh, I don't I think mean, so. It's going to be a great conversation with our friend Dave Miller next week, but um, that's why I was getting to the cost because if the if the Rock, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital all paid fifteen million for the league of the XFL, how much are they going to pay for the team of the Argos? Like, it, I feel like MLSC is not really going to get much from the like. Why, why would X? Why would the XFL even pay that much to yeah. buy that team from them? versus it's, it's some other versus some other person or group? And you know there will be someone that wants to keep them in the CFL that would put in an offer. Would you want to get in a bidding war? Is it is it worth it? Is it more lucrative to do that versus just, hey, we want a team in Toronto. We're going to make one up and get them a place to play. It's it's a great. I think the rumor spiraled just because there's been there seems to be. Do you think the CFL is divided right now between? Most of these teams that wanted the XFL and some of the teams that didn't, I can't imagine MLSC wanted the XFL so bad that they would just pack up their stuff and, and go to another league. Like, I just can't see that that being the anger. I would think that they'd want to figure out a way to actually make money. Could they um, actually spend the time to figure out a way to make money in the CFL? That's what I think MLSC would do. They're a Toronto based company, they're very Canadian. 
I mean that with all, you know, sincere and positive, like, um, and I can't fathom them just saying, okay, we're so mad that we're going to leave and go over here. Could they? Of course they could. I just don't see it happening. And if the XFL wanted it that bad, they're going to do it for free because they're not going to pay for the Argos uh, because they could just put a team there for a lot cheaper. Yeah, and I think we're we'll try. We're going to try to talk to Dave Naylor next week, and I want to ask him this too. Like, well, I mean, we don't know who knows how much he could tell us because he works for the network. But would the big thing be you get the Argos, meaning oh. the XFL would be able to s- steal a TSN deal or get a, a big? I mean, the the TV contract and being tie- having them a, a part of your league. That's also something that, that's a big but, positive. But- but is oh well, that's great quite that's a great point. But is TSN? I'm sorry, is Toronto the main focus for TSN? Is all they I care mean, about? Because you know, people in Saskatchewan aren't going to watch. People in Winnipeg aren't going to watch. People in in Edmonton aren't going to watch. Out of spite, if the if the Argos leave and go to the XFL and then strike a deal with TSN to air XFL games, those other cities are not going to care. They're going to not watch. I don't know about that now, though, because they got single game betting up in Canada, too. People are going to oh, be yeah, watching football. Oh, yeah, that's right. Football. That's true. The holes. It, yeah. It, I, I mean, when it comes to that verse, versus uh, holding a grudge, I don't know. I don't I don't th- worry about that. I worry about uh, those, team, those teams should worry about how much sway do the Argonauts and just the Toronto market have in getting them their TV deal every time that those negotiations come around. Because if you're the CFL and you don't have a Toronto team, you have to turn one around real quick if you lost the Argos. Good luck. Good luck. And then good well, luck. Who would they even want to go to Toronto? The TV deal. I mean, they ha- it's a Canadian football league. You have to have a team in Toronto. Why? If it's losing money. Why do you have to lose money, Alan? Then answer that question for me. No, you have to have a team in Toronto that doesn't lose money. And okay, well, they the have Argonaut, a team in Toronto. They need a, so that's why I'm, that goes back to my original conversation. If Saskatchewan and, and Edmonton and all that stuff didn't want this thing to sign, then they have to have a reason or a way to get these teams to make money in their big cities. And if they don't big have ch- that. Yeah. yeah. There, there's some, some changes coming to the CFL. I just can't see all this going down and falling into place oh. the way some people were writing about <laughs> it. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense the CFL being – a. Canadian Football League with no team in Toronto. That'd be like the NBA without the Knicks or I guess the Nets now, even as, as bad as the Knicks are. You, just, you have to have a team in New York. If you're a National Basketball Association, you have to have teams in certain cities because they have so many people and it just doesn't make any sense. That is truly a minor league if you're not in a big city. Big cities are important. For big, big leagues. city football. Do you think the XFL is just chilling? Just chilling back, watching, With watching, the popcorns, the, watching people this? worrying about the Argonauts. Damn. I don't know. I just, I. <laughs> this is all part of the plan. <laughs> if it was, what a what a roller coaster of a, uh, they put us on. Uh, but any anything else here, Brian? Ultimate uh, prediction. You think the Argonauts are going to be in the XFL? Do it. Say it now. Yes or no? I do. I do. I mean, I don't know, but I I, I don't think so. Yeah, and that's say. just me on my like feel. I haven't done the research. I haven't done all the because I, I know it's possible. But what are the like? Do you have to buy out? Do you have to pay out? Like big hell no. Logically, for me. it doesn't seem it doesn't make any big, sense. I will be surprised and pleasantly surprised. I don't know. I don't know how I'd react to it. I'd be super interested and 
think it's pretty damn wild to see a, a team jump leagues, uh, but I would bet no. That's my bet. And I have, that's without me, you know, of course, I don't have super inside information or anything. It's just going R by the no. facts. R no. Yeah, Argo not going to leave the CFL. And there's your final. Argo not happening. Yes. Uh, that, well, Alan, I think it. it's, that's a lot Hot of CFL talk. You, you could go to bed. <laughs> it's a lot of CFL talk for an XFL show, but I think it's, it's going to come down to whether or not, and, and it's whether or not the CFL continues to do what they're doing and how the XFL can capitalize on some of the things the CFL didn't probably want to agree on. And to me, it just seems like whatever the CFL um, thought of the XFL plans, I guess it felt like it was changing itself way too much is what I'm getting out of all this. And, and, also, and, and also, moving forward, Bryant, you'll be happy to know we are winding down the CFL stuff on this show, the alignment's over, not happening. The Argonaut rumors out there, but that'll be killed, I think, or at least it'll just linger and we don't need to pay attention to it as much because coming up, we have stuff to talk about when it comes to what's next for the XFL for the international aspect. What's next for the XFL in terms of uh, on the margins is the word we, we heard from Mike Mitchell when he was on this show and he said sources told him, Expect changes on the margins, new stadiums, new venues, different uh, setups with the teams and presidents. We have a lot to discuss with the XFL in that regard. We will be shifting our focus away from the CFL-centric stuff we've been getting down in, uh, down and dirty with since March. That is over. Yeah, I think, Unfortunately I think it's, for the, those of yeah, us it's who are a lot enjoying of, it. For sure. It's a lot of discussion about what, what's going to happen with the XFL because – we had a, only the 2001 Foundation, which wasn't a lot. The 2020 Foundation, I feel, gave us tenfold of what the 2001 Foundation gave us. And now to build on top of that, which it's not even – like Vince McMahon was the owner in 2001. He was the owner in, 2000, in 2020. So so maybe there was some relationship. We have completely new ownership, completely new philosophies. The Rock, Danny Garcia, uh, Redbird Capital, which seems like they're having a lot. They might buy MLSC and just buy the Toronto. We didn't even put that into perspective. <laughs> they just might buy – yeah, sure. Here's a they check own, for two million. They own Boston. They can own exactly. Toronto too. Yeah, why not? They're coming for you. But either way, we're gonna have a lot to discuss here in the coming weeks and week. And you can catch us every single Friday right here on your favorite podcast app. That's uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. Don't forgive us. Don't forget to give us that five star review. Uh, tell your friends about us. Comment. Give us something. Just a little something, please. That's all we ask. Uh, if you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, we'll cover. Well, text or call the XFL family line 724-565-4XFL. Uh, standard text messaging and international rates do apply. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and one day uh, TikTok as well. Or if you want to come and say hi to me and Alan and sometimes his mom, who knows, whatever family members come by uh, his house, will subscribe and Did watch some, us on the YouTube. Someone walked by X- during this show? I didn't know. I'm sure. Maybe. XFL.show, uh, the official website website of this is the xfl show and don't forget to check out our sponsors pretty easy podcast go to pretty and get started today because they make podcasting uh pretty easy you talk fast when you're tired all right yeah really? that was good that was quick this is record time i was trying to time it i was a little tired it's, it's late i gotta get up tomorrow alan's coming over for the this first weekend time ever first time ever to, this, to the new pad Alan has not been to my house, believe this or not, in about 17 years. 
he would know. He he would count, and he would have the memory. He, yeah, Brian I had been to Alan's house in about the same amount of time. That's oh, my house. house. You were at my mom. You've been to my mom's house tons. Oh, I've been to your mom's house plenty of times. And I do have the the Battlehawks ball, everyone, and I'm going to sneak it on. You brought it with you when he's not looking. It's somewhere around here. Now I got to. I got to see. I, I got to find it. It's around here somewhere. The dog wasn't done with it. Not yet, anyway. Who knows? But the wall is not complete until the Battlehawks ball is up there. We'll get it up there somehow. Um, yeah, everybody. We look forward to maybe an in-person show next week. I might just crash cra- crash the uh, Bryant's pad and so we're not up so late next week. That'd be That's great. Yeah, plan. that way I, I won't bug you. I, I'll Come on in. We can do it at 7. We're good. At a normal so, hour. A normal hour. There'll be some daily. We can do it in the jacuzzi. In the a lot pool. more screaming. Come to you poolside <laughs> next week. <laughs> Talk about that big news that's going to come out because you know something huge is coming out. Ooh, that's the other Probably conversation not. we haven't had is when – what's the timeline on the XFL? What's what's the next crucial date? Do you think they'll one-up the, the CFL on kickoff weekend? I hope. Let's hope they turn <laughs> – do you hope they turn into bitter rivals? It'd be fun. It'd be fun. I mean, I think, I think naturally they are bitter rivals because they're going to be competing for the same play, player pool. Uh, they're not competing for the same eyeballs, at least not right now, but – there is some rivalry built into all of this. I think both leagues are just best to kind of stay their own course, stay away from each other now that they're not going to work together. And then after USA-Canada Gold Cup, who knows what happens next between U.S.-Canadian relations after this weekend. We oh, love you, Canada. You, U.S. We're, we're is going to put Canada in its place. Come on. Come on. I believe. This. I believe that I believe we will that win. We will win. All right, everybody. This is not the CFL show. This is not the soccer show. This is the XFL show. We appreciate you for watching on YouTube, listening on your favorite podcast platform, riding down this road to 2023 with us. We will be back next week and uh, maybe in the same room, which is rare. Hasn't happened since the XFL was actually playing football. St. Louis. We're going to go for it. So it could be a special one next week. We'll see. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Until then, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.